discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. I've been sharing concerning the spirit and the word of prophecy, isn't it? And I've been sharing so many. I don't know how many messages I've preached along that line. Four. It's been four already. Wow. It's, it's a long series, so it's, I don't want to preach. What do you think? Do you like such things? Do you like the message that I've been sharing with you? The last time I met with you I, on, on that particular subject, I spoke concerning Adam being a corporate man and Christ also being a corporate man, isn't it? Out that we have been taken away or out of Adam and have been brought into Christ. Hallelujah. You know, there's, there's something significant about that. It's real. It's not fake. Hallelujah. It's real. What God says is real. Elijah said, let God be true and all men be liars. <laughs> let God be true and all men be liars. Is the truth that the human life is supplanted the day you receive Christ? There's a life that God gives to you that supplants that life. Okay? The more you believe it, the more it happens practically in your life. It's the truth. We are no more human. <laughs> it's difficult for you to believe. But with time you believe it. Yeah. With time you believe it. The human life is supplanted. And the life of God takes over. That life that does not fall sick. Does not get into despair. Never fails. It's what you live now. The more you believe it, the more it works. The more you confess it, the more it works. Hallelujah. This is... What I just said, the statement I just made, is the biggest thing in the New Testament, actually. I just, I, I've just said it just like that. But the more you contemplate it, the more it works in your life. And the more the evidence you see of that particular fact and that particular truth. Christianity does not mean getting to know so many things. Christianity is not knowledge-based. Christianity is, is life, is experience, is an experience with God, is fellowship with God. I know someone who thought about what I'm saying now for so long that there was a day he was just praying and declaring, My life is now the life of Christ. My life is now the life of God. Christ is in me. The biggest thing in the news is Christ in me. <laughs> 
Christ is in me. As he was saying, as he was confessing, Christ is in me. Christ, he left, he was off the ground. <laughs> he was levitating in the air. Can you imagine? Hey, isn't that amazing? You see, but most Christians want to know so many things. They don't want to dwell on the actual fact. What the mystery that was hidden before the ages began. What was hidden in the eyes, in the sight of men, in the sight of prophets, in the sight of angels, in the sight of all the four living creatures. All those wild things that was hidden. Eh? Colossians 1.26 Even the mystery which has been hid from, from ages and from generations. That mystery, there's no other mystery. Someone is talking about the mystery of what the stars and the sun. Is that is not the real thing? It's not a mystery. That is not the real thing. The mystery that has been hidden in ages past and in generations past. It says, But now is made manifest unto his saints, to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is this is the mystery. Hallelujah. So sometimes I don't know what we are even busying ourselves with talking about some unnecessary. The mystery that has been hidden from ages, angels have been they've sought to look into it. Is this particular thing? Christ in you. The fact that Christ is now in you. The life of God is now in you. Yeah, this guy was he was just meditating on it. Christ is in me. Because you have to. You have to you have to believe it. The more you believe it, the more it, it happens in your life. If you don't believe it, it will not be happening. Even though it's, it has happened in your life. You get it. It has happened. It's there. You've received Christ. Christ is in you. But the more you meditate on it, and the more you confess it. You see, meditation is believing and confession, actually. That's what meditation is. Believing and confession. Meditation is not singing, uh, humming a certain sound. That's not meditation. Meditation is thinking on the word. And maturing it under your breath. So as you're walking around, my life is a life of God. I have the divine life working in me now. I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. HIV cannot exist in my system. My life is the germ-killing life. John Gillick believed in this so much that when he wears a shirt in the morning, he says that God has worn a shirt. That he wear a shirt. God has won a shirt. That he, miracles, like he was, he was a certain type of man, like mysterious, wild, like strange, strange kind of person. He was a normal guy, just like any other person. But he, he was, he was strange. He could teleport, not because he wants to teleport. You understand teleport? He could move someone in in in. He was living in South Africa. Okay. But someone in UK saw him walking on the streets, getting someone healed. Meanwhile, he was in South Africa. How did he get there? This is the biggest thing that has happened in the New Testament. Yeah. Christ in you. There was this deadly disease called the bubonic plague. That was. It's even coming back again. It's happening in Uganda right now. It's coming back. It's, it's like Ebola. To kill you right now, you start foaming and all those things. Very wild disease coming back. It was happening in South Africa years ago during his time, during his day. And people were dying by the hundreds and thousands. But he was, I mean, if 
the person develops the disease and dies. Okay, you can't if you get into contact with the person, you will die. You will die. You will die. You have just two days, three days. You will also die. But he was the one burying them, was taking the bodies, burying the bodies, and all that. The scientists, you know, United Nations sent was it United Nations this, this uh, hospital like medical research groups came into the country and were doing research trying to find a cure to help reduce the deaths and all that. When they came, this guy was handling the dead bodies. There was a foam that comes from their mouth when they died. I mean, he was handling everybody, doing everything, and he was not dying. So they were wondering what was going on. What, what, what is it? What are you doing? What are you made of? What is going on? And he said, oh, whenever the gems come into contact with me, they die. When the gems come, they, when they come into contact with me, they die. He said, I died. He said, okay, if you don't believe it, take uh, some of the foam and put it in my hand and study it under a microscope. <laughs> so he put his hand under the thing. And amazingly, when the gems come into contact with his palm, they die. And I'm showing you the secret, like what made him like that. It's what I'm just saying to you right now. Just that he believed it more than some people believe, believe it. He believed, he believed it so much that he just can't die. Just like that. No, no, I just can't die. No, I just can't die. I'm a child of God. The life of God dwells in my spirit. I said, the more you believe it, and the more you confess it, the more you believe it, and the more you confess it, and the more you believe it, it's a dynamo. You believe, you confess, you believe, you confess, you believe, you confess, you confess, you believe. If you don't believe, start confessing. As I'm talking, you may realize that you don't really you think too much like a human being. Do you understand that? Human beings have flies around them. I mean, definitely you must fall sick every now and then. You must experience some poverty. You know, poverty is normal. Brother, the life of God is not like that. The more you believe it. Maybe right now you are experiencing sickness, you are experiencing poverty, you are experiencing disease, you are experiencing failure. Consistent, you are a consistent failure. Maybe. Makes no difference. This is what changes a man's life. From sleeping under a bridge to sleeping in, in, in palaces. This is what I'm telling you now. The more you believe it, and the more you confess it. That, these are the two basic things you ought to do. This is the foundation of Christianity. Believe what God has said. Confess it for yourself and see it happening in your life. With time, it's time, it's process. How am I here? I am here because of this particular thing I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm here. I speak in tongues. The interpretation comes, I speak it. I will never fail. Prosperity is mine. I'm going forward. I'm progressing in life. He says this is how to make progress. Hmm? Jude one twenty. But dear beloved, is this is it Jude then? Jude is a conversation or a, a talk concerning all the wild theories and the things that will be coming in the last days. Okay, the various kinds of doctrines that will be coming. Read Jude before you see it. People are believing in some kind of angels, talking about some powers here and there. He says, but you beloved, you don't concern yourself with this. He says, what you are supposed to focus on, that's what he's saying. He says, what you are supposed to focus on is this particular thing. But you beloved, building up yourselves on your most, just focus on building up yourself on your most holy faith. He says, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost means praying in tongues. Loda apashike dede satana manano. The amplifier says, make progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. Because the more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more you believe the word of God, and the more you confess it, and the more it happens in your life. This is what to focus on. This man of God I was talking about, that he was, he was a young guy. He was, he was just believing it. He didn't know he would levitate. But he, he believed it so much. As he was praying, he realized that he was, something was happening to him. When he checked, he was off the ground. When he saw that he was off the ground, he came back down to the ground. God was just letting him know that what you are doing is very powerful. Don't stop doing it. Okay? Yeah, so it's not something to talk about. Like, you know, I levitated one, some time ago. <laughs> it's not something to converse about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The, the difference eh, is that some people take it seriously, some people don't take it seriously. You get it? That's the difference. I mean, some people take it seriously, some people don't really take it seriously. There was a day he was supposed to go and meet, preach somewhere. He was going to preach somewhere with some of his friends. And he told them, oh, give me uh, five minutes, let me pray for five minutes, and then I'll join you. The friend waited for an hour, and the guy was not coming out. So he decided to go and check what was going on. When he opened the door, the guy was off. The, he was kneeling down. He was off the ground. He was in the air, praying. He didn't know. He didn't know what was happening. He was off the ground in the air, <laughs> praying in the air. Hey. And then when you saw it, he just shouted, "This is a wizard! What is this guy? Wow!" The life of God. I've seen these people become big like millionaires. I heard him talking about giving his first hundred million dollars. Have you seen Sammy before? Yeah, he's going to his he says give ten million dollars some few well listen to it, give some ten million dollars some few months, some few yeah, yeah, I think at last year or last two years, and he's saving to give his first hundred million dollars. Hey Charlie, this is Paul. And I'm showing you what they do. And I'm doing it. You see, I was telling you that I follow. I'm not a, I'm not a foolish person. I, no, 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 no. I'm not a foolish person. If you see that someone has done it and it has worked, why do you want to reinvent the wheel? The problem of Africa is that everybody wants to reinvent the wheel. Except, what are you talking about? No, just stop up. Do some, do use, do the same thing. Copy. Be like, be like a Chinese person. Be like a Chinaman. Tell me about. Are you a Chinaman? Are you a China? Become a Chinaman. Yeah, China. Like we are just imitating the thing. Before long, they have they have copied so well that you wouldn't know that it's not it's not actually their own product. Yeah, same effect. Everything is powerful. Everything is perfect. They copy until they become perfect with it. Why why are you trying to reinvent them? You should do the same thing. They confess. They they believe. They confess, and they have become something. So what is your problem? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm in Christ. Christ. Say it again. I'm in Christ. Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Powerful Christ in you. Christ in you. Christ in you. I will think about Christ in me. Consistently. Continuously. Yesterday was our sixth year as a ministry. We are just six years old. Can you imagine? Isn't it not amazing? We are, we are six years, and we are the people in the church. The church is full of young people. I can count the number of people who are above 30 in the church. Do not be up to 10. Oh, yes. Even here, maybe just two of us who are about three of us or four of us who are above 30. Most of you are not above 30. Am I lying? I'm not lying. But you are, you are big time people. Look at what you put down. We, we are doing things like very wild things. Why? I believe. I confess. 
It's called the spirit of faith. We are having the same spirit of faith. As it is written, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your life has to get an upgrade, though. It has to go, your life has to go higher and higher and higher and higher by the years, by the months, by the days. Okay? And I'm showing you how to get it done. Because we are now found in that corporate man called Christ. And he settled everything for us. Okay? Legally speaking, everything has been settled. Now you have to let it become practical in life. By engaging the Holy Spirit, engaging the Word, practically engage. If you don't know the Word of God, how are you going to believe it? I see what I'm talking about. If you don't ask anybody, if you don't believe, if you don't know it, how can you believe it? You don't know what John 10, 10 says. You don't know what John, John chapter 5 verse whatever says. You don't know what the word of God says about you. How? I mean, it's not going to work. You will be coasting in a system like that. Just moving around, moving around, moving around. People will be doing well, going higher and higher. But nothing will be happening in your life. You, that's why you must know the word. One of the major reasons why you must know the word of God is because you have to prosper. You have to do well. You have to go forward. You have to advance. Okay? Yeah. The way the world is, the world is designed to make you fail. Everything around is designed to make you fail. Hallelujah. Today I want to go to the next point. Can I go to the next point? What was the first point I gave? What was the first point I spoke about? Adam is first, isn't it? Jesus is actually the real one who is first and that he must be first in your life every time. Isn't it? Then the second thing I spoke about is a corporate man. The fact that Adam was a corporate man, Christ is also a corporate man, isn't it? The second, the third thing I want to talk about is that Adam was a selfish man. Christ is a man of love. Okay, Adam was what? Selfish, self centered man. Jesus was a man of love. Yeah. You know, if a rich man raises his children not to be conscious of helping others. Today, yeah, two days ago I saw a picture. I've seen it a long time ago on Facebook. It's been on social media for a long time. Of a woman who, two women... Each of them had a child. One had a son, one had a daughter. We were taking them to school. The one who had a son, they, they both saw, the four of them saw a man who was sweeping on the streets, like he's the one sweeping the streets. And the woman, the first woman said to the child that, if you don't go to school and don't learn and don't study, you'll be like this man. You get it? Then the second woman said to the daughter that, go to school so that you can help this man. I sing it. This one said, if you don't go to school, you will be like this man. This one said, go to school so that you can help this man. You can have to help this person. If a rich man does not train his children to be helpers, they will all become poor. No matter how much money they have. If he doesn't train them and raise them to help people, like be, be helpers, be people who think about others, they will be in trouble. So even though we have all this in Christ that we are so sufficient, we are so fine, if you are not careful, you'll be, you'll be self-centered. you only be thinking about yourself and not think about others. But Christ ensured that we won't think about others. Let's look at Adam. 
Let's study Adam and then we'll come and study Christ. Can we do that? Go to Genesis chapter 3. The fall of Adam was is very interesting. If you read Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1, now the serpent was not subtle than the, any of the beasts of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said he shall not eat of, the, of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. God didn't say it like this. Adam didn't give the right information to the wife. Okay? God didn't say, Don't touch it. God said, Don't eat it. Hallelujah. Continue. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. You won't die. For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, you see, she saw. See, she saw. And that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree, and the tree to be desired to make one wise. She, she was thinking about herself. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So the husband was with her. I've told you this before. The husband was with her, isn't it? Now, all the things that are said here, and when the woman saw, it is with reference to the woman. The man was not in the same category as the woman. If you read in First uh, Timothy chapter two, verse thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, let's look at it. First Timothy two, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. It says, "For Adam was first formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived." Say, Adam was not deceived. Adam was not deceived. But the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Have you seen it? Adam was not deceived. So all the things that the devil said to the woman, the man was there. He was hearing it, but none of what the devil said did anything to him. You understand? He didn't do anything to him. Adam was not the one who saw that the tree was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes. And it was something that is desirable to make someone. Adam was not in that category with the woman. It was the woman who was deceived. Of course, all that was a lie. Adam did not have that particular problem of deception. He knew exactly what was going on. He knew that the devil was lying. He knew that God was true. He knew that the wife was, was, was going to be in trouble. But he looked anyway. And when the woman took of it, so all that is up there is not with reference to the man, it's with reference to the woman. If you didn't, I'm telling you. Why did Adam take it? Why did Adam eat it? Why? Why? Adam took it because of his selfishness. What am I talking about? In Genesis chapter 2, okay, from verse 18, you will see that the Bible says that, and Adam go to Genesis 2 18. And the Lord said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. God realized that the man was alone. So let me make him and help me. So God brought animals to see what Adam would call them. Adam called them different names. He never called any of them my help me. But when you go down, when God made him go in a, in a deep sleep, he took a rib and made the woman and brought the woman to the man. Now, when Adam woke up, go, go to that place. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall, verse 21, to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. As soon as Adam saw, nobody told Adam what was going on. As soon as he saw the woman, he said, this is bone of my bones. I like this one. This is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. You get it? He started thinking about himself. This is bone of my bones, flesh of my. She shall be called woman. For out of man was she taken. Was she taken? Because she was taken out of man. 
Go to the next verse. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Adam, Adam had now gotten into the gear of not being alone. You get it? He knew what it meant to be alone. Now he knows what it means to not be alone. Adam did not want to get into that sphere of being alone again. When he saw the wife taking or partaking of the fruit. When Eve partook of it, he knew what had happened to Eve. And he started thinking about himself. I'm going to be alone again. What am I going to do without this woman? What is going to happen to me? What, what, what will happen? What, what will happen to me? What will be of me? How am, I going to, how am I going to live? How am I going to be in this garden alone? This big garden, how am I going to const- do, do the tilling of the ground and all that? I don't have anybody I can have sex with anymore. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Who's going to do this for me? Who's going to do that for me? Who's going to do- in a split second, he thought about himself so much. He just took the thing and... <laughs> let's go together. Yeah, let's die. Let's just... You are dead. Let me also just join you. Because I don't want to be alone. Adam, Adam's temptation is not Eve's temptation. It's not different. It's completely different. His own was selfishness. He was just Eve's own was self. If you if you examine Eve's own, of course, was, she was also thinking about herself, what she will become, and all that. But Adam's own was in a different category. It's pure selfishness. Pure selfishness. Pure selfishness. He doesn't want to be alone. Anybody willing to be alone? And you see, that is the disease of the world right now. Nobody wants to be. Their selfish selfishness is the is the root of all the problems of the world. Everybody's thinking of himself. Everybody. Because they are all found in Adam. Me. What are, what is going to ha- what is going to happen to me? As long as someone has difficulty leaving a certain boy, who clearly is not helping him. But she's thinking about a lot of things. The things that she's been getting. The pizza that she has been getting. The, the car that she has been sitting. The air conditioner she has been enjoying. You start thinking about a lot of things. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I like him. I like him. I like him. I like it. Let's go together. Let's be happy. Yes, so Adam, Adam partook of it because of pure selfishness. Pure self-centeredness. Selfishness. Eve did it because of self-promotion. Adam did it because of self-centeredness. He was thinking about himself. That is Adam for you. He was not deceived. Adam knew. Okay. Adam knew God. He knew the devil. He knew himself. The last time I was trying to explain it to you, that he was given the keys of hell and death and all those. I said so many things along that line. He knew exactly what was going on. But uh, I, I, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. Let's take this risk. Jesus will come. Let's take this risk. And he went. Hallelujah. How about Jesus? So when Jesus came, what happened with Jesus? Jesus was a completely different person altogether. Completely different person. You see, Jesus was faced with with an opportunity to think about himself and to make a decision for himself in the Garden of Gethsemane. Have you read it in your Bible before? Let's read it. He had an opportunity. He could have thought about himself. Because he, he saw how things were going to be, the pain that was coming, the wild things that were going to come, the separation that he was going to experience, you know, from his father, how he's going to be alone. You get it? 
Jesus was going to be alone. He, had, he was not used to being alone, but he took the risk of being. Be, I, I want to be alone. Let me be alone. Because if I'm alone, a lot of people will be saved. Matthew chapter 26, verse 1. Verse 36. Go to Matthew 26, 36. Then came Jesus with, on, uh, with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Sit here, let me go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful. You know the sons of Zebedee, right? Who are the sons of Zebedee? James and who? John. If you didn't know, I'm telling you now. Tell anybody, read your Bible. Tell anybody, you look like somebody who doesn't read his Bible. You look like somebody who doesn't like reading his Bible. You look, it's a look. <laughs> and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Very heavy. This is a very wild, tight decision to make. What's the decision? I don't want to be alone. You get it? If you read in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, you see what I'm talking about. The Bible says that, go to Hebrews 5, verse 8. What Jesus was actually struggling with, the actual thing that he was. He says, though he was son, yet lend it. Go, go to verse 5. He says, so also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest. But he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. Verse 6. And, uh, and he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 6. He says, Who in the days of his flesh, when Jesus found himself in flesh, he says, when he, offered, he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. Let's read the Amplified of this verse so that you understand even better, okay? In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up definite special petitions for that which he not only wanted, but needed. And supplication was strong crying and tears. This is the Garden of Gethsemane. He's describing the Garden of Gethsemane. He, he offered up prayers with what? Strong crying and tears to him who was always able to save him out from death. And he was hurt because, because of his reverence toward God. His godly fear, his piety in that he, he shrank from the horrors of separation. From the bright presence of the Father. So there was another separation that was going to take place like Adam was faced with. Separation from his wife and all that. Jesus was faced similar situation. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll separate let me do it. Why? Because of others. It's Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Jesus had everything you can think about. But he gave his life. He, didn't, he wasn't thinking about only himself. He wasn't thinking about himself. Jesus is not dead. He didn't, he's not self-centered. Selfish. Promoting himself. No. What did Jesus... Jesus was... Always the word of God, of course, you see, remember that there was nobody called Jesus in heaven before the day a baby was born in Bethlehem, in that manger. There was nobody in heaven called Jesus. And there was nobody in heaven called the Son of God. There was nothing like that. This is the first time the Son of God showed up. Do you understand? Huh. The Bible mentioned in John chapter 1 verse 1 that in the beginning was a word and the word was of God. He didn't say in the beginning was a son and the son was of God and the son was God. He said in the beginning was a word and the word was of God and the word was God. So the, the word existed and the word became flesh on a certain day and was called the son of God and given the name Jesus. <laughs> like some people are saying now, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amazing, isn't it? Some people are saying that Jesus is actually not his name and that Yeshua HaMashiach is his name. So what is Yesu to? What is Yesu? Is Yesu his name? Is Jesus his name? These are, I mean, it's not unnecessary. Why are we getting to? It's, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't reduce him in any way. It doesn't. People have been, we mentioned the name of Jesus. It's been working. Oh, you don't know. Tell them, 
they should go away. It's complicating your life. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him were all things made. Without him was nothing made that is made. In him life lay. In him was life. You see, life, ex- life began and exists in him. Then in verse 14, he says that, and the word became flesh. The, meaning that the word became in, in Hebrew is higher. It means that that was not the actual original existence. It became flesh. The word became flesh. The word was not existing as flesh. It became flesh. Hallelujah. Doesn't make sense what I'm saying. Now, why did the word become flesh? Why did Jesus come? Why did he come as flesh? All because of others. The word was okay in heaven. The word was always fine. Everything was okay. He was a big man. The word was a big man. Because the word is a personality. A big man. He was into creation and all those things. I mean, he created everything. What do you think? He's, he was full. Everything was okay. He existed. Everything is fine. Everything was okay. He didn't have to think about anybody. He didn't have to come and come and do anything. He could have just been there. In the same way, those of us who are in Christ, okay, if you are not careful, you will think that everything is all about you. The church has become so selfish. It beats my understanding. Everybody shrinks when you start talking about things concerning sacrifice, like giving to others, do things for others. Let's go and preach somewhere. Let's go here. I, I'm, let's go. Let's show your life in a certain place in Guinea. There are no churches in Guinea. There are no churches in Senegal. Is we've dashed all those places to another religion. I won't say which religion it is, but another religion. Dash, we've dashed some places to the to the to the other people because no sacrifice. And giving your life and those things are not mentioned. Everybody, all our churches are full of Nana Pashuki Palaba. Prosperity is mine. You see, it is not bad. I, I preach that. But there are two things that you must have in mind. The first one is that because of God's love, I have become something. The second thing is that because I, I love Him, I must give my life. One cannot live and exist without the other. The reason why people are still sitting in church and confessing and doing all kinds of things and receiving. I mean, you should see, you should see a prophetic conference. That's what, what happens in, 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 in church. Like, very wild church meeting, oh, prophetic conference, and all, everything is about receiving, injecting, doing all kinds of things for ourselves. There's nothing like, I'm prophesying, you are going to be in Togo. You are going to start a ministry in Burkina Faso. There was this guy who was a... Uh, who came to a certain church and was prophesying to uh, uh, some of his people in church. His own church was prophesying to them. He said, stand up. I see you. You are going to be a pastor, my pastor in, in London. Shalabaya. Receive it. <laughs> I see you. You are going to be my apostle to Maryland in, the, in America. Marco, receive it. It's like you don't like it. <laughs> I receive it. Power. <laughs> yeah. You, you are going to be my 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 New York apostle. New York. You and Donald Trump, your building, your church building will be facing the Trump Tower. I receive it. Receive it. Receive it. That he pointed to one. You, you are going to be my my apostle to Burkina Faso. The guy said, I refuse it. Minus me. In the name of Jesus. I reject it. I mean, 
You see, so even though those people are, 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 are responding to the call of God, they are responding to the call of God because it is nice. Location, location, location. Location is everything. Like, the location is very good. Everything will be fine. Your children will go to a better school. Everything. So every, everything is fine. Hey. The church. But the one we are following did not do that. We are actually following Adam. Everybody is thinking about himself. Everybody. Everybody is thinking about himself. Everybody. Yeah, everybody is thinking about himself. I should go and do what? I should go and do what? Where? I should go to where? What's what? What's that? What's all that? Well, not that. It's what happened. I should go to where? Senegal. For what? I should go to Chad. No, 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 no. What am I going to do in Chad? Those people that come to come and beg in our country. No, 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 we not go, we are not going there. Are you sure you heard right, Pastor? Are you sure God really spoke to you? The church is full of but we don't we don't understand the most important principle of the universe. Hmm? The most important principle of the universe. It's called love. And love is such that love is sacrificial and giving in nature. Adam said he loves his wife. That's why he died. He's a liar. He's not. He wasn't. Wasn't. What's love? Love sacrifices. Love gives. So the word was. The word. He didn't think about how full and how powerful and how glorious and how great he is. He decided to come. Why did he come? He, he came because he wanted to give you life. People, others were perishing. Others were not doing well. Others were not fine. So he decided, not finance. I mean, the guy was walking on gold. The word was, he created the gold. The Bible says that the, the streets of heaven are gold, isn't it? He was walking on the gold. Have you walked on gold before? He was walking on gold. I mean, everything was, everything. He didn't need to become flesh. Do you get it? Yeah. Look at John 10.10. 10. Uh-huh. The thief came not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then he says, I am come. The word is come so that they, he didn't say, I'm come so that I, I, might, I might have life. No. There's no selfishness. None of those, I am come so that they might have life and have it to the full. Milton, what do you think? Yeah. So that they might have. Look at verse 11. John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. Then he says, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I give my life. It is, I'm, I'm the good shepherd. I preserve my life. What is all this preservation, self-preservation that is in the church? You like my message. It's like you don't like my message. Don't become, you see, don't, if you are growing, you say you are growing in the Lord and your growth in the Lord is such that it has nothing to do with others. You are being, you are, you are not, you are actually not growing. You are growing, you are not growing in the Lord. You are growing in something else. You are growing in Adam. The principle of love is called the principle of living by giving. Living by giving. Jesus said that all those who have left father, mother, all those things, cars, lands, whatever, for the for my sake and for the gospel, says they shall gain. They shall gain an hundredfold. When you give, you get you get. If you give your life, you get more. You get more life. Have you seen do you know Billy Graham? How many of you know Billy Graham? Or have heard of Billy Graham before in your life? Wow, some people's hands are not up. You don't know Billy Graham. You don't, if you know Billy, give me a wave if you know Billy Graham. If you don't know Billy Graham, go and find out. You need to know about Billy Graham. Yeah. Greatest minister ever. He's hundred. He, he entered his hundredth year just last week. Just last week. Yeah. He, he entered his hundredth year. The guy is hundred. 
is entering her. He's entered, so we'll be 100 next year. Around this time. He's 99 now. He went to practically every country to go. He came to Ghana to come and preach. He came to Accra and he went to North Korea. All those places he's gone to go and preach. Every time. Going, like risking his life. And all those who are preserving their life, they are all dead. All those who are preserving their life, all of them are dead. But he's still alive. <laughs> life. Like if you give, you get. You give life, you get more life. You sacrifice, you get more. Jesus gave all. He gave everything. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 4. I don't want us to read too much. Philippians 2 from verse 4. I must raise you where I must, I must raise you right. When you say prosperity is mine, know why prosperity is yours. Prosperity is not yours because you will be, you have 15 cars. Agama car, Agama spinning wheels, Agama, Agama golden toilets. <laughs> it's my word. It's an 85 bedroom house with a circle, like every bedroom has kitchen, a toilet and bath. What will you do with those things? Agama yacht, Agama island in, in where? In Bahamas. Yes, no, you are a waste of, you are, you are, you are a sandcastle man. Right? To building sandcastles. You will die, you go away, someone will come and destroy it, to be sure. That's what drink, you drink the yacht, you drink all those things, you sniff the yacht, sniff it. Charlie, life, life is not the way a lot of us see it. Hallelujah. Yeah. You have to be smart. I don't make those confessions because I'm thinking about myself, like I want to become something. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, I'm conscious. I, I'm, I'm interested in risking my life for Jesus. <laughs> I like it. I like the things that are wild, like things I can do that are wild for the Lord. Like very wild. I want to, I like pressure for Jesus. Not pressure because something, I like pressure for Jesus. Every time I travel, I'm risking my life. Do you know that? Every time I travel, I'm risking my life. Last week, Sunday, I was standing in Ho. I was, by this time, I was in Ho, preaching. I have church here. You are here. You do know I could have let everybody in the church be here. Yeah. I, have, I have thousand church, church members. Oh. Isn't that amazing? I'm a very big pastor. What do you think? Uh, yeah, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary. I like, let's go. Let's do something. Let's, because Jesus went. You, see, you, don't, you don't stay in your comfort zone and you are fine, you are happy, everything is okay. I got my car, I got my spinning wheel, I got my 17 bedroom house in, in London. You have, a, you have, I have my children, everything. No, think about other people. Jesus or the word had all of that. He had everything. He didn't need anything. But he came because there were other people who had something. They needed something. So he said, I've come that they may have life. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gave it. What have you laid your life down for? If you don't learn to give your life, eh, your prosperity will not be certain. Haven't you read Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 before? Have you ever read Matthew 6 33? It is the master key for real prosperity. The master key for real prosperity is not sowing and reaping. The master key for real prosperity is what? Seeking the kingdom of God first and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you. 
all these other things, all the things that people are looking for, they'll be added to you. He didn't need to come. He didn't need to come. Right? Go back to Philippians 2.4. Philippians 2.4. Look not every man on his own things. This is, a, this is a direct instruction from God. It says, look not every man on his own things. Don't look on, on your own things. Me, myself, I, what I will get. Yeah. What I will get. How things will become fine with me. Hey, you are doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Let, it says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of Others. Also, every man on the things of others. 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 They are not, many people are not privileged as you are. You know? You know you are highly privileged. You are too privileged. Look at the things that you are hearing. There are people who don't know what you are hearing. They don't know, they don't know what you are talking about. They don't, they don't think about it. You are always thinking about yourself. That's why when you come to church, you don't even come with anybody. Look not every man on his own things, but every man on also on the things of others. You come to church with your handbag. Because you don't want your you don't want your other friend to hear what you are hearing. You don't you've not thought about it. You are becoming a selfish Christian. Tell everybody you are becoming a selfish Christian. Decide to change. Yeah. Tell anybody I'm changing. I've changed. Tell me I've changed. Look not every man on, it, on, on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It says, let this particular mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Go to the next verse. Who being in the form of God. The guy was God. It says, who being in the form of God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He did not, look at the Amplified. Look at the Amplified. He did not hold on to it. Who also being essentially one with God. And in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God, did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained. That's the problem we have. It's, it's like we want to grasp what we have and retain it like we're there. This is me. This is what I have. It's my right. This is my life. This, this is mine. He just didn't think about it. Some of us never think about people who are deaf. Never thought of people who are deaf. It has never crossed your mind that there are people who are deaf who need some kind of help. It has never crossed your mind before. It has never crossed your mind that there are people who are blind who need the gospel. You get it? They need the gospel. They need Jesus. They need something. They need God. They need food. They need something. We are grasping on what we have. We want if we want if we even want more. You you have morning morning food. You have breakfast, lunch, and supper. Someone does not have any. No one does not have any of those things. Every time they are thinking, like, we want more. Not because we want to give to others. We want more because we want to be able to eat more. Satisfy ourselves more. Drive bigger cars, drive better cars, move in better ways. And it's an amazing thing. That's not how Jesus was. You know, that's not how Jesus was. He says it, he didn't think that it was something to be gasped. His equality with God. Who he was to be something to. He was not into self things. You know what made Lucifer fall? How many of you know what made Lucifer fall? Lucifer was always thinking about himself. Let's examine Lucifer a little. Can we examine Lucifer a little? The moment you, you become self-centered or you start thinking self-centeredness, self-promotion, it's self-centeredness and self-promotion. 
It's not just centering on yourself, but also promoting yourself, like wanting yourself to become, wanting to go even further. Yeah. Go to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 14. Let's look at Lucifer a little. What made Lucifer fall? Hmm? Do you remember Lucifer? Lucy? Do you remember Lucy? Sister Lucy. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. Don't listen. Avoid any form of self centeredness, any form of self promotion. Avoid it. And you will have a better life. I've been telling you about myself. If I were thinking about myself, I wouldn't have come here. What am I coming to do in Kumasi? For what? I, did it. I never wanted to be in Kumasi. I liked Dakar. I went to school here, but I didn't like the place. I always, as soon as we vacate, I'm in Accra. As soon as we vacate, because the airport is closer to Accra, it's in Accra. I mean, the probability that you can get out of the country is very, very high. I mean, you know the country is not so nice like that, isn't it? If you've been abroad before, you understand that the country is not so nice. Abroad, your shoes can, ne- can never be dirty. You know your shoes can never be dirty. It doesn't even wear off. Everything is nice. Yeah, ask those who have gone abroad before. Ask them. There are so, there are so many people who have buggered. If you've not buggered before, I see you buggering in the name of Jesus. You see, you see the way you've said in Jesus' name. I see you buggering anyway. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but human, like, it's a natural something that is there, that is evil, that needs to be taken care of. Yeah. It's not part of the life of God. It's in the human nature. You understand? It's of the flesh. It's of the flesh. And you must fight against it consistently. Fight it every single time. I don't want to go along this line. Let me do things that let me go outside of myself more. Look at Lucifer. He says, how art thou fallen from heaven? Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning. Son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground? Which this weaken the nations? Continue. For thou hast said in thine heart. You said it in your heart. I, I will. Me, myself, and I. I will ascend. I will. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne. He had a throne. He says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the size of the north. I will, I will, I will, I will. Every time. What you do things that will make you fine, make you comfortable, and make you okay. That is not the life of God. You are making your confessions. You are thinking only about yourself. No. Say I'm a helper. People, people, are, people are looking for help. People are looking for help. I don't know. This month you are supposed to go out for something, isn't it? It's supposed to be an outreach. If we are doing the outreaches, the outreach is for you. It's not to bring anybody to church. The outreach is for you to be trained to have a certain mind of thinking about other people. Okay? All the companies that have prospered and done something in this world are companies that talk about people. They always think about others. They say prosperity is you finding a need and meeting that need. When you find a need and you start meeting that need, you just, money will just come to you. It's a natural, normal thing. Jesus gave himself. Has he lost anything? Has Jesus lost anything? He's gained more. More. By giving his life. If you give your life, you get more. And there are various stages of giving your life. I've, I've given my life in a certain sense. I'm coming to give my life even more. I'm coming to do things that will make me more uncomfortable. Give me more pressure for God's work to go on. 
Because there are so many big pastors who don't, they don't do anything. Every, every week, they, I know churches that have $100,000 coming to their offering, as offering every week. Do you understand that? $100,000. Do you understand $100,000? How much is that in cities? 450,000 Ghana cities, isn't it? They get that every week. In their coffers, every week. Yet, we don't know where the money is going to. It's not showing in branches or church buildings. It's not showing in they giving to the blind. People even lack wheelchairs. There are people who are crippled that can, they don't have wheelchairs. They are, they are screeching their bottoms, their bottoms on the floor. And their churches with plenty of money. We don't know. The pastor is building another house. He's buying another house in America. Different sides of America. Different sides of UK. Different sides in Ghana. They buy five cars for their... I mean, there are pastors like that in the system. There are preachers like that. They are very wild preachers who get money and they use it for ministry. You get it? Yeah, they are, they are, I know ministries that get more than $100,000 a week. That are using it for ministry. You should, you should move around and see. They are building churches. They are building things. Building universities. Building things. Sending more people. Doing all kinds of things. Helping the poor. Raising people. Doing all kinds of things. Prisons. Doing things. Recently, I was watching a video of a certain man. He builds buildings for people, old people, to be inside and just be happy. Be taken care of. The government won't do it. The church has to do it. Yeah. People building universities and charging less than what is supposed to be charged. So that people can be fine. And be able to ed- be educated. But there are some people to know. What are you talking about? Every year or every six months, they buy three new cars. And it's not that they are even giving to their pastors. So. Different colors. For different days. I mean, that's selfish. So the church is full of selfish people. No mission work. Nothing. People, people are dying and going to hell. You know, and what they are in, what in essence, what they are saying is that we don't care about it. They can go to hell for all we can. So they keep polishing the, the same coins. They are, into, they are into the coin polishing ministry. Do you understand that? Yeah. The Bible calls souls coins. He says a woman lost one of her coins. She looked for it and started polishing and celebrated God for it. There are preachers who are always polishing the same old coins. Like the people who have been in their church are full, they are satisfied. They've heard the same things over and over and over again and they are all sitting in the church. They are all there. For years, the most important thing is that the money keeps coming in. Bring the money, give the tithe. That's why some people are talking against tithe. A lot of people are talking against tithe now. But tithing is not, it's not evil. It's from God. And it's for the New Testament. Yeah. Without that, the church can do some things. Yeah. But some preachers have started and realized that some people, um, preachers are chop, they are just chopping the tithe. But it doesn't mean that you should talk against it. The moment you start talking against it, you are blocking God's, you are blocking the people's opportunity to be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luciferian spirits in the system. I will. I will exhort myself. I will sit in this congregation of the of the north. I'll sit in the sides of the north. I will. I will. Look at let's look at his end. Go to the next verse. I will ascend above the house of the more I will. Eh? Say more I will. More I will. I will ascend above the house of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. To the side. This is the end of every form of self-centeredness, every form of selfishness, every form of self-promotion. You will be brought down to the size of the pit. Eh? You'll be brought down to hell. You'll be reduced. This is a route to failure. Failure 
comes as a result of self-centeredness. What happened to Adam when he took partake of the fruit? He died. Failure came. Problems. Isn't it? Yeah. Avoid this. Be a giver. Tell me about be a giver. Decide that you are going to give your life. You are going to give everything that is in you. Yeah, because you are finding Christ. You are finding G- you are finding Christ. Jesus is the one you are in. You are in. You are with Him. And he, that is not the kind of life he lives. He humbled himself. You see, go back to Philippians. We'll come back to Lucifer and his people. Avoid any form of self-centeredness. Okay. Tell about avoid any form of self-centeredness. Think about others. There are other people who need to be helped. Every time, there are other people. You know, some people always think. You see, as I'm talking, some people are thinking about their family. You always think you always want to help your family. Some people, like me, my family, they, I don't joke with them. Your family are not the others. There are more people than your family. You know that. Yeah. I must think about his children. My, me and my children. It's my children. It's still your choice. Your something. It's you. It's still mine. Me. I. Something. still around that side. Some people think about their tribe. You know, some people think about their tribe more than every time. I mean, we are, we are northerners. We are into the northern whatever. That's why in some churches you have different groups meeting for different things. There are different types of groups. Northern, those who are in the northern region click. You always think about something around the Votarians also gather. The accounts also gather. Yeah. Every time you are speaking tree. Yeah. I don't like those things. They are Nigerians here. Why do you want to speak tree? Yeah. Why do you want to speak tree in the church? Yeah. Will you understand the tree? You will not understand the tree. So why? There are many Nigerians sitting amongst us. There are at least 10 Nigerians sitting here. So why do you, and it's not everybody who can speak the tree. Every time you are thinking about, hey, my, 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 what, what are you talking about? Who is your, who is your Winia? Are you not in Christ? What is your problem? Don't do those things. Speak English. That's why I said don't sing tree songs in the church. There are days we sing tree songs, but let's sing English so that everybody can sing some. You like my message? As long as you are into those I am my tribe, my people, my this thing, you are you are you are a self-centered person. Think about others. Others. Jesus thought about others. That's why he came. He was a word fool, but he came. And when he came, he died. He died so that others may live. Philippians. Go to verse, verse seven. He says, but stripped himself. Jesus did not think about these things, but he stripped himself. Tell everybody, you must strip yourself. You must strip yourself of your money, your cars, your whatever. You must strip yourself. The day I got my car, well, I thought I, I felt like giving it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like, but where the person is, the car will not help him. So I'm going to give him another. I'm going to do something for him. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about others. Like, let's do, I'm not thinking about my family, making my family fine. Their power is powerful. But you see, your life becomes better when you, you are into other people. Other people. Yeah. Why did I start the branches? We have 18 branches. Why did I start everyone? Like, Charlie, move, go and do this. Go and go be here. You know, small, something small now, Charlie, go. <laughs> I'm not into keeping, I won't keep you for long. If you stay with me, I've told you, if you stay with me first, I'll just send you. Next year, we are going to be sending some people. It's called Marry and Go Service. I'm having a pastor's refresher course with our pastors. 
It's called a marry and go service. That's the title of the, the conference. You marry, I'm looking for a wife for you. You marry. 20, 2019, you are going. We want to establish churches. We want to have a church in every region of the country. One, and, and ultimately have a, a church in every district. One district, one church. What do you think? Maybe you'll be the one in Drobo or something. Yeah, amazing, those places are powerful. Like everything is fine. The districts, they are wonderful places, they are jobs, everything. But because everybody's preserving their life, everybody wants to be in the city. Everybody wants to be in a car, nobody wants to move anywhere. Everybody wants to preserve their life. You want to. Selfishness is too much in the system. It's not Christianity. It is not Christianity. Selfishness is not Christianity. Our Lord did not do that. He says he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity. Sacrifices, I have it. But I'm losing it so that I can do something. That is what sacrifices. Yeah. Bishop Dak sacrifices medical degree. You think it's a small thing. Sacrifices medical degree and came to pastor 25 people in, in his church. 25 people. It was passion 25. So today, if he's prospering, his wife, hey, they drive big cars. You remember? Big cars. Like, you, are, you know car. American cars. If you are still in the force in the portal, you don't even know what has happened. Big cars. Yeah, but all those who are preserving their lives during those years, they don't want to do anything for them. They don't want to do anything for God. You should see them. You should see the cars they are driving now. I don't know what you want. Whether you want what, which type, which one do you want? Two options. You drive a car today, and you drive that same car forever, or you you leave that car today so that you can drive many beautiful cars, powerful cars in the next twenty years. Which one do you prefer? You'll be able to buy more cars. Like every time you have, you have cars, you are happy. Which one you prefer? The second one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So don't choose the first one. Understand? In your life, don't choose that. Learn to lose some things today. Yeah. Hey, money. Do you know money? Have money. And still, they are still sacrificing even more. Right? And they are sacrificing more and more and more, giving more and more so that others can be fine. All those who are into me, myself, and I, I want to preserve my life, my church, our church, we don't want any more. Oh, no. We must go. I like small churches. I don't like when the church is so big, like they can't see us. Ah, why should they see you? Why should they see Why? So you don't even invite anybody to the church. Everybody should stay back. We are being preserved like... We are learning. We are the bread of Christ. We are going to be in heaven. <laughs> he says, but he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity, so as to assume the guise of a servant, slave. He had everything, but he decided to become a slave, so that he can serve. Hmm? So that he can what? Serve. Let me show you a certain scripture. Go to um, Matthew chapter twenty, verse eight, twenty-eight. Matthew twenty, twenty-eight. I like what I'm preaching. On. I love it. I love it. I'm in love with it. He says, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto. He says, they didn't come to be ministered. Yes, I'm putting the church. They always want to be ministered unto. When they are sick and you don't visit them. Why? What kind of a church is this? No, everybody is a member of the church. Do you know that? If you fall ill and 
one of our brothers come to visit you. The church has come to visit you. You know that. Don't be that type of person who every time you want you want to be ministered, you want to be served, you want us to do something, you want us to counsel you. Who are you also counseling? Sometimes some people call me, they don't even ask how I'm doing. They ask, Pastor. Then they start talking about their problems. This one is happening to me, this one is happening to me. Every time they want to be ministered to, they don't want, they are not into ministering to other people, like doing something for Jesus said that even the Son of Man did not, he did not come into the world to be ministered unto. He did not come into the world to be ministered unto. Hey, are you following Jesus? Are we into are we following Jesus? Ask anybody, are you a follower of Jesus? They call them Christians because they were like Christ. They were following Christ. So this is Christianity. This is real Christianity. Thinking about others. Thinking, says, even the Son of Man came not to minister unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. My life must be a ransom for many. My life must be used for many people. Last year when I was celebrating my birthday, I, I had great testimonies. I was, so, I was so happy. I didn't know what I was even doing. Yeah, when they were playing the things, I was like, oh, I did all that. I helped this person. I did this. I did that. Wow. That is where true joy is. Your real fulfillment in life is not in money, cars, houses. Oh, there are many big houses that are empty. There are houses, they are not homes. Do you know that? Yeah. It's empty. There's pressure. There's sadness. Nothing. There's no one in it because they are not into others. So they built a very nice six-bedroom house. Everything is inside. But nobody is living inside. They are the only ones inside. Because they don't have other people that can be there and make the house lively. You see, well, I want to have my peace of mind. You want to have your peace of mind? What peace of mind are you talking about? Real peace of mind comes from people. It comes from God. It comes from God's people. I mean, it's not from all those, those, all those like, you want to have a silent life. No, I'm into, you know, I'm not into all those things. I'm a businessman. I'm in business. I'm saying, yeah. The son of man did not come to minister to. That's what we are doing. We are doing outreaches. Everybody be involved. Do something. Why don't you want? Every time when we say we are meeting here, you here, you escape. Every time you escape, yes, every time. No matter how wild the system is. There was a day where I said we are having the groups after the church, after the service, we are having our company meetings. Someone was, nobody to go out. Someone just, just went out. He was going. I went to call him. I left the say. I went to call him. Come back. Why are you going? Come, come, come and sit down. Every time people want, some people want to escape. Because they, 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 they like preserving their lives. They are into self, self-preservation. My what? My course is demanding. What are you talking about? Your course will become nicer and easier when you learn to help others. It's a principle though. There are principles in life that the earlier you align yourself to those principles, the better it will be for you. There's a, there's a law called the law of flight. It's a principle. You want to fly, if you want to fly, you must apply those principles. If you don't apply those principles, you can jump till you die. You will not fly. Do you get it? In the same way, there are principles, there are, there are principles in the word of God that are actually universal. Which you must apply. And what I'm talking about is the principle of gaining life by giving life. Gaining by losing. Is that gaining by losing. Yeah, so let's do let's do the outreach and be happy. So you are going to visit some blind people. Let's go and go and visit them. Pray for them. Win some to the Lord. Give them something and come home. Is that too difficult to do? Is that too bad to do? Why do you want to preserve your life? The Son of Man came not to be ministered. Jesus did not come to be ministered to. 
He came so that he might minister. And to give his life a ransom. The word minister means to serve. He came to serve. And to serve the point of giving his life as a ransom. He did not think it's something to be grasped. Some, what he was to be grasped. Oh, me, I'm a doctor. Me, I'm a lawyer. Me, I'm a university student. Some, there are some university people who don't want to mingle with secondary school people. No, me, I'm mingling with you. Why won't you mingle with others? Yeah, there are bigger people than you who are mingling with other people. So what's your problem? Humble yourself. The only time God fights against... You know God fights against his children? In just one instance. Just one case. When they when they hurt his children are proud and are not humble. Hmm? That God elbows what? The proud. God shoulders the proud. And he gives way, he gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, I'll serve. David became something because he was a servant. He served. Because he went in and out before the children of Israel, serving them, helping people. Helping others. Your greatness is in your service. Your greatness is in your considering others. That is real greatness. You see, today I'm standing before you. I'm the one holding the microphone. Isn't it? I'm the one holding the microphone. I'm the one talking to you. If they mention the church, they will talk about me. Isn't it? My name is everywhere. Five minutes of personal tea, whatever. All those things, not because I want to become so. It's because I wanted to serve. Yeah. I wanted to serve. I decided to lose my life in, some, in a certain way to be able to serve people. Serve my generation. Today I'm something. I've not, I've not finished. <laughs> I've not become much. I want to become more. And I know the route to becoming more. I'm going to serve more. Don't be surprised if you're not seeing me in the church. It's not because I'm not, I don't want to be here. I want to do. Let me also be exposed to other people. You get it? Yeah, so you tell anybody to, I'll not find you in church. Oh, say it. I know. I know the, the end. Don't worry. Tell me about I'll not be finding you in church very soon. Because you'll be serving God somewhere else. In another level. club economy church somewhere. You are pastoring another church somewhere. In Sugakope or something. Dodowa. Mali. Bamako. Some place. And you are coming. You say, when you sacrifice your life and you are coming back, always you are coming with more. You come with more people. Yeah. Lord, that Jesus gave his life. More people. Yeah. More people came. Yeah. yeah. More people. He says, except a grain of corn falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, it bringeth forth much fruits. The much fruit is dependent on your dying. You must die. You must give your life. Yeah. Don't become Adamic. Like you think about yourself, Luciferian spirit. I will become this. I will become that. No, no, no. Leave it. Leave it. Think about others. Your greatness is in thinking about others. Look at Jesus. Go back to Philippians. And after he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Why did he do it? Because of others. He died on the cross, shameful death, all because of you. If he had not died, you'd not be here. In the same way, there are some people who are waiting for you to also sacrifice your life in a certain way. You understand? What you have, letting what you have go away so that someone may also have something. Yeah. Yeah. So the real, it's Lucifer wanted to exalt himself. He wanted to exalt himself. He didn't know that the means of being exalted is by being abased. 
It's by serving others, not thinking about yourself. The way Adam could have saved Eve was not to think about himself, but to think about Eve and the trouble she was in and how he could have helped her. But he was not thinking about her. He was thinking about himself. He was thinking about himself. I don't want to be alone. He didn't think about how can I save it. God thought about how can I save you. Jesus, he thought about how can I help, how can I help these people and bring them back. That's what Jesus thought about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because of that, look at verse 9. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted him. Therefore, because he stood so low, God has, has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. He has been exalted. Charlie? Exalted. So your exaltation is in your service. It's in your thinking about others. Is, it, is, it, is the point clear enough? I mean, it's not... Charlie, when we say we are going for outreach, don't exempt yourself. If we say we are having a, 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 a meeting, a convention, invite people. Don't just come. Come with others. It's Christian to come with others. Yeah. One lifetime, you came with people. Some people give their lunch to Christ, isn't it? The kingdom of God hasn't populated. Some people, some people's love for the Lord was rejuvenated, rekindled. Yeah. That's, that's living. And the more you do that, the, more, the happier you become. The happier you become. The more wonderful your life becomes. Yeah. At the time of Babel, they were also exalting them. So they wanted to become something. Go to Genesis chapter 11. Let's read from verse 4. Hmm? The Tower of Babel. They said, Go to, let us build us a city. Let us build us a city. Let's do it for ourselves. Let us build us a city. Whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name. And let's be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. God wanted them to go to the whole earth. But they said, Let us preserve ourselves. Let us. Hey, preserving there is not good though. You'd be surprised. You see, when rivers are supposed to flow, isn't it? A river is supposed to flow. If you block a river from flowing, what will happen to it? It, it will become to become stale, and it becomes it begins to stink, isn't it? The freshness of the river is dependent on its flowing from where it is to another place. You must flow. Like a river, and you become fresh. Fresh waters comes when you are flowing. You should be worried when nothing is happening. Like, Pastor, what are we doing this month? Every month we'll be doing an outreach. So, what, Pastor, what this month? What are we doing? What can I do? This is what I'm talking about. What can I do? What can I do? What should I do? Where should I be? What's what's what's? <laughs> Don't be complaining every time when we close one. When we when they keep us too long. No, they are keeping you for long because we want you to be able to help others. It's because of your prosperity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us make a name for ourselves. You fall. What happened to them? What was, what was their end? God came and scattered them, isn't it? Yes. He confused their, their languages and they were scattered upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. What they were building became nothing. See, I think about others. Say it again. I think about others. 
it's something you must fight for. You must fight every time. Like, think about what, what am I not doing? I, I don't only ask God about what he wants me to do. Okay? Do you understand? I, I, also ask, I also try to find out what I am not doing. What am I missing right now? Like, as I'm standing here, God, what am I missing? What am I supposed to be doing that I'm not doing? Maybe I'm doing something. What God says I should do. But what is it that I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not not doing? You get it? I ask myself those questions a lot. I must think about others. God gave me some money to do something. I said, no, let's use it for the church. Why? I'm thinking about others. Did the people of God have a place to sleep or stay? Me too, I have a place to stay. Yeah. I ask for luck. You see, if today I should say I want a pair of shoes, if I should tell you that I want shoes, I can just make a video. I need shoes for some one or two things. What do you think will happen? Will you buy me some? Will you buy me shoes? Will you buy? Aja, will you buy me a shoe? 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 Oh yeah, will you buy me a shoe? You buy me a shoe. Will you buy me a shoe? Asla, will you buy me a shoe? You buy me a shoe. Everybody will buy me a shoe. I have a container full of shoes. Isn't it? Yeah. I'll open a shoe. I'll just start a business shop. Why is it? Why do you think it's like that? Because I've given myself for you to also become something. I, I could have said I could have maintained the church in a certain way, like all of us. Let's stay. And the church was nice, very nice. When we were all in one place, like we were all small place, <laughs> it was nice. As I a church, the whole place was full. I mean, the walls felt like breaking. Hot, like when we are there, we are singing and shouting and all that. As soon as it became like, I said, Everybody, okay, you people go here, you people go here, go, go, go away, go, go, go. Yeah. And the church has become nicer by us doing that. The church has been able to contain more people. It's become nicer. When we were all at us, we were just about 250 to 300. Oh, 2013. All of us, 250 to 300. When we said, everybody go away. That's gone to 1,000. Isn't it amazing? With more people in it, more people are being blessed. We are going to expand even more. I want more. Let's go. I can't wait for us to become 10,000. Yeah, not, not because I want more money, but because I want people's lives to be blessed. Like People should hear what we are saying and become better people. You see, as I'm preaching to you, you're becoming a wonderful person. Have you realized that you are, your life is like some, something is happening to you, your thought pattern is changing, you are becoming more excellent, your foolishness is dropping to the barest minimum. You are becoming correct over the years. Is it true? You are, you are becoming a nicer person. First you weren't nice, now you are becoming a nicer person. Is it true? Yeah. yeah. At first you go, ah, who are you? Someone does, who are you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> but now when someone does something to you, oh, don't worry, Jesus is God. Everything will be fine. Someone sent me a message, he insulted me. Hey, you, 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 you. I said, oh, Jesus is Lord as well. I was shocked at myself. I realized I need to have changed. Yeah, I would have replied back. Charlie, what do you mean? Who do you think you are? Me too, I'm some, but in Christ, Charlie, we are nothing. See, there are two it's, it's, a, it's a certain kind. It's two. We are, we are something in Christ. But we are nothing. <laughs> if you don't get it, 
you focus on I'm something, I'm something, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, and you become Lucifer. Jesus knew he was. Hey, Jesus knew he was. I'm come from the Father. I'm above all. I am this. I am that. He says, you are from beneath. I am from above. I am the, last week. I, last week I preached that you didn't say. I am this. I am that. But immediately he said that he sacrificed his life. I'm come to help you. I'm come to change your life. I'm come so that you might have life. Yeah, it's it's true. You think about one, you think about the other. If you don't think about the other, you become something else. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Therefore, God has also highly. This is the route to real exaltation. You want to become something? You want to become something? Gideon became something because he thought about others. Before he was thinking about himself. Gideon was always thinking about himself. Always hiding. Threshing his wheat. As he was threshing his wheat, he was looking at the people. Then he would eat. He was always feeding himself and all that. When Israel was in shambles, things were not going on well. God appeared to him and said, Brother, I want to use you. Think about others. When he did something for others, he became great. He became the judge of Israel. He was healed. There are too many people. Why do we keep mentioning Abraham's name? Abraham sacrificed himself. He thought about others. Everybody. Abraham didn't keep his son. He gave his son. Hallelujah. Abraham was the highest type of God giving his son. His only begotten son. Abraham, he gave. Because he was thinking about other people. Become an, an other people. Others tell me I am an others man. I am, ad, I am an others man. I think about others. I am not selfish. I will go where God wants me to go. I will do what God wants me to do. Listen, your, your little life can mean something. It can do a lot. Look at what God has done with my little life. And he's still doing it. It's not done. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want you to think that it's done. It's, I've not done much. I've not done anything. I've not done. God told me, you're just saying you're a six-year-old boy. Small. I've not done much. Think about what your life can do. If you are planted in a certain place. I see some of you going to Nigeria. You planted in Nigeria. And because of you, some people's lives will be preserved. They'll be saved. And they'll be raised for God. Yeah. See, I, I can see it right now. As I'm preaching, God is opening my eyes to see it. People being planted in various places. Say I'll be planted somewhere. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I want us to pray in the next few minutes. What do you think? I want us to pray that God, Father, help me be able to sacrifice and do what you want me to do at the various points in my life. At all the various points in my life. Because it's something that will come, you have to sacrifice different times. Different times. Different times. At different times. At different, rise up on your feet. You are praying. Help me, Father. Help me think like Jesus. I want to be more like you, Jesus. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.